Welcome to Unit 4, Chapter 3. So we are, if you joined tonight, welcome. We are going to marathon power through two chapters tonight. If you're listening to the recording on the podcast, you will have two separate recordings to listen to. We will split it in the middle, but we're recording two tonight because it is December as of the recording 2020, and we're going to take um, the 29th off and the 22nd. So we'll have two Tuesdays off. Although uh, those of you on the call, I wanted to throw out to you if you thought it would be worthwhile for me to schedule a call sometime between now and the end of the year, all about Young Living cleanses and maybe a couple just instead of an overwhelming amount of information about each one, just some really brief overviews. And here's what you could do a couple different, like five different options for a cleanse you could do starting in January. I think that'd be good. Okay. That'd be good. We can record it. We can invite anybody in Young Living. It'll end up on the podcast. So we'll have a permanent resource to refer back to for all of our people. Okay then I will start building that. And if you need ideas for your diffuser, just <laughs> FYI, have any of you guys gone shopping, you know, at those like stores that just turn out for Christmas time? I don't know. Like I'm thinking of the store we had in my town growing up, which is no longer there anymore, but it was called White's. Colleen, I don't know if you ever went there. Um, they're a nursery and at Christmas time, the building part of the store was just Christmas towns and cool Christmas candies. And when you walked in thousands of ornaments and 30 different trees and different themes, and it just smelled, you know, the smell of the store, like the Christmas store. Okay. That's what this diffuser blend is right now. I'm telling you, I walked in the room cause I turned the diffuser on. Gary was in here because he's on like day 48 of excruciating mind numbing pain from his tooth, as we've discussed before, I think. But um, he was in here and I came back in and I was like, oh my gosh, this room smells amazing. I was immediately transported to that Christmas shopping experience like that. And it's so simple. It's literally just Christmas spirit and cassia. I don't know why I've diffused Christmas spirit with a thousand different things. It has never triggered this for me. So I'm just saying, if you need something to diffuse Christmas spirit and Cassia, and I kind of did a lot. I might've done like 10 drops of each, <laughs> but it's been running all day. So, you know, <laughs> I have, um, equal parts, stress away and peppermint. It smells like a candy cane in my house. Okay. Okay. I literally just put stress away in my cart for our next essential rewards is processing in a couple days. There's so. some peppermint in there and it, it, it's mind blowing. It smells like a candy cane in my house. That smells delicious to me. I, I want to smell a candy cane in my house. So today is skin, hair, and nails, the integumentary system. And you can actually go back through the podcast, just search of all the words to search integumentary, and you'll find the what now chapter that we did all about the integumentary system, which is your skin, hair, and nails, all the things that kind of hold you together. Our skin has to be healthy. Of course, it looks good. <laughs> if our skin is clean, that's a nice thing. But it's also our first defense against diseases and infection. And you, you've all seen old, you know, movies set in the old days, like Victorian time, you know, and somebody gets a tiny little, like a wound from a 
cat or something, you know, and they say, you know, they'll get an infection and die. You know, they're not worried about the scratch. It's that now their protective barrier has been compromised in some way. So our skin is important to keep us safe. It does protect us from fluids and chemicals, but it also acts like a sponge to soak in whatever we put on it. So that's something to be careful for. Um, Lots of pharmaceutical companies now use transdermal medication. Elaine, are you okay? Like she's on the floor. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We we can see you, Elaine. Do we need to send help? (laughs) She's praying. (laughs) Okay. So um, they use transdermal medication, which is medication that goes on top of your skin. Uh, and, uh, it, you, using clean products helps our skin to look clean and clear as opposed to using products with lots of synthetic, uh, behaviors in them that our skin doesn't recognize and doesn't know how to cope with. So skin conditions can affect anybody. You can be young, old men, women. All right. Some of the things that affect our skin, acne, dry skin, cracked skin, psoriasis, eczema, skin cancer, just a couple things. The integumentary system is the largest organ of our body. Um, it includes the skin, hair, and nails, and then protects our deeper systems. Says Deborah Rayburn, it regulates body temperature, excretes waste, and contains millions of sensory receptors for pain, pressure, and temperature. If you watched the topical cleanse class, or if you listened to the top or surface cleanse class on the podcast, then you know that 70% of your detoxing actually happens through your skin. So when I'm talking about detoxing and cleanses and stuff like that, of course, I want to go after your colon, but also I want to talk about ways that we can cleanse from the outside as well, because that's a huge part of it. So your skin has three layers, epidermis, dermis, and the subcutaneous layer. And it can vary in thickness, i.e., your eyelid versus your heel. (laughs) Imagine if your eyelid was as thick as the skin on your heel or your heel was as thin as the (laughs) colleagues. Nope. Let's not, let's not imagine that actually. (laughs) Or your heel was super thin. You know, God is quite wise in the way he put our bodies together. So we can walk on our feet and blink with our eyes. So there's, uh, it takes about a month for skin cells to move from the basal layer to the top of the stratum corneum, which is the most outer layer of your epidermis. Um, One or two layers of skin cells are sloughed off every day. Yeah. (laughs) I got lots of gross looks from you guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's just what I was going for. Uh, she suggests using scrubs on arms and legs to assist in the removal of dead cells and the production of new healthy skin cells. You guys everywhere go into any oil group and type sugar scrub and you'll get a bajillion posts popping up brown sugar, 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 and oatmeal, sugar, and brown sugar, and coconut oil, like gazillion dry, wet, so many different options. Sugar, as I learned actually has, I I wish that I could tell you Karen told me about this, Karen Gopin. She's the team's cosmetologist. And she told me that uh, there is something to do. Uh, there's like a property in sugar that helps balance our skin. Uh, I want it. It's not just the scratching effect that sugar has on our skin. It actually sugar can actually help restore pH or something like that. If you're listening to this and you're a 
esthetician and you're just shaking your head, then just send me the correct information and then I'll know and you'll be helping us all. But anyways, the sugar scrubs are actually beneficial for you in more ways than just, of course, they also then help scrub off the skin. And then of course you can add essential oils if you want to have a certain effect like palmarosa, if you're trying to purify your skin or uh, lavender or rose geranium. Hold on. Oh yes, and I didn't take advantage of this, but we did learn the other night that we can pause the recording and come back to it. Okay, the dermis is your deeper layer of skill. This has a diverse combination of blood vessels, nerves, hair follicles, and sebaceous or oil glands. So collagen and elastin are found in your dermis. This is what keeps your skin bouncy and uh, stretchy, elastic. Collagen is something you can actually take as a supplement. You can get like powdered collagen. You can mix it into recipes. You can make bone broths and things like that with, you know, leave all that connective tissue on the bone when you cook it to make, sorry, I like the hiccups all of a sudden to make your bone broth. And, um, you'll get the benefit of that collagen. Yeah, and you know, this like a little Tennessee on my orange lemon water. <laughs> If you were at the winter night celebration class, I am so proud of that class. You guys, honestly, we made this ginger lemon tea. And I have to tell you, once you start, it's just an amazing, addicting thing that you can't live without anymore. All of us in the house now drink it by the, by the gallon, literally each day. People come over and they see the gigantic bowl of ginger root on the counter and they just say, okay. <laughs> You have enough ginger and we say ah uh, no we should have asked you to bring some because we could run out any time so a cut can result in your tiny blood vessels beginning to wash the area clean colleen is sews and she knows that if she even picks her skin with just like the tiniest skinniest needle a tiny drop of blood will come out and then sabrina do you do with kaden the tests where you prick his skin to check blood sugar. So, you know, the tiniest little needle, we can still even then squeeze some blood out. So the reason why is you're washing that area clean. So maybe there was something on the needle that like pushed in. So the blood is trying to come out and, and cleanse it automatically. And then it's also sending millions of white blood cells and platelets to the area to begin that healing process and build a scab or a barrier to basically keep anything from getting in while your skin cells rebuild um, their perfect surface again. Nerves uh, in the dermis transmit sensory information. So again, this is our body taking in uh, sensations from the outside world and converting it into electrical signals that go into our brain and tell our brain what is going on in the world around us. So we can all feel a chair underneath us right now. You probably didn't really feel it until I said that. Um, and then you thought, oh yeah, there is a chair there. So your, your brain isn't necessarily telling you you're on a chair, you're on a chair all the time. But you know, these are sensations that if we turn our attention to it, we can become aware of it. Um, because the information is just there. Hair follicles then also produce and grow hair from dead cells. <clears throat> it's a horrible thought and makes you rethink all those 
Pantene commercials of girls shaking their tresses of dead cells at the camera. <laughs> Gross. Okay. Uh, the um, humans shed about 600,000 particles of skin every hour. Have you ever dusted your house? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're dusting. By 70 years of age, an average person will have lost 105 pounds of skin. And we regrow the outer skin cells about every 27 days, which is approximately a thousand new skins in a lifetime. All right, our sense of touch. Oh, and the subcutaneous layer. I forgot to add that one. That's the fatty layer that provides nourishment to the dermis and upper layers. So then it also helps hold your heat in. We have the sense of touch. So this or originates on the bottom layer of our skin. So that, that um, outer layer called the dermis and all the nerve endings come out there. Have you ever heard somebody say that like they, you know, damaged the nerves in their fingers or something they can't feel, or they burned the nerves or something like that. You know, they, they no longer have the endings there. So the message isn't getting transmitted. Although it's interestingly, they can still see it with their eyes and their brain sometimes converts that. So there's an interesting story about a guy who had one arm and anybody who's ever read any book ever, you've heard of, you know, phantom pains when somebody had an amputation, but then their leg was still hurting, even though it wasn't there. And so their brain is somehow receiving these messages, but there's nothing you can do about it because the leg isn't there. So there is this guy who had... Uh, exhausting and excruciating pain in his right arm, which he did not have a right arm. I believe it ended at the elbow because it felt to him like it was clenched in the tightest fist possible and his muscles were clenched and it was just, it was exhausting and it was driving him crazy. And so when he met with this, I, I don't know if it was a psychologist or who it was, some guy who was trying to get creative and help him, this guy did the most amazing thing. He put the man down in front of a table with like a box on it with a mirror in one side of the box. And he, so he had him put his hand through. So then to his eyes, it looked like he was looking at his right hand and unclench his left hand. And in his body, he felt the release. How amazing is that? There's so many fascinating stories. Uh, if you read about like Oliver Sacks is one of those psychologists that you can read the most, I mean, chills. Yeah, Colleen, me too. I get chills every time I think about it. Very um, formative story that I heard. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you can change it. All right, so um, in some, some areas of your body. You want to watch this one? No, I don't want to watch that one. Go take it to Jacob and ask. Oh, it's going to die. It's going to die. Hold on, we need to plug it in. We need to plug it in or it's going to die. Where's the charger? I brought it in. Oh, here it is. Plug it in and let it charge, okay? After it charges, then we can watch it, okay? All right, so some areas of your body are more sensitive than others. For instance, try um, try to read Braille with your back. <laughs> You're like, I can tell that I'm touching something bumpy. Like, okay, I couldn't read Braille with all 10 fingers, just so you know. But uh, you get what my point is. You couldn't distinguish necessarily what you were uh, looking at, if you will, because there's more nerve endings in your fingertips. So maybe you've seen those pictures in brain books where they show what your 
um, lobe of your brain, like what your body would kind of look like if the amount of your brain that was dedicated to it was proportional to the size of your body. So like your leg is really tiny, your fingertips are like gigantic, you know, (laughs) those things are kind of fun to see. Um, nutrition in the skin, nutrition does play a role in our skin. You hear me saying that you slough off all these skin cells. I'm sorry. It's so gross. And you replace them constantly, um, every 27 days. So approximately every month you're replacing all your skin. So what you're using, what your body is using is it is pulling from the things, the fuel that you put into your mouth. So of course, when they say you are what you eat, that's what we're talking about. You know, literally the only thing your body has to go on is what you're putting in your mouth and it can either take it as it is or convert it into different nutrients that it needs. But either way, that's what we have to go on and what we put on the surface of our skin. And when you think about, I always just have this mental image of those pantries people have where you open it and it's literally just, you know, Uh, Kellogg boxes and, you know, chips and things like that. And I think this is what our body is made out of. No wonder they're just, the frequencies are low. They're degrading. The bodies are like weak and breaking down and people who are 30 can hardly walk. And all this stuff is like, we are not giving ourselves what we need. So nutrition in the skin, antioxidants, um, antioxidants, rich foods help to protect the skin from some sun damage. I think it was about 10 years ago. The first time I read on somebody's blog where she said, what we eat is going to affect, you know, our, uh, ability to, to not get burned to a crisp or not. And I just was boggled by that. I couldn't believe that what I ate was going to affect, um, the sun damage on my skin. So, um, she says just 10 minutes of unprotected sun can cause UVA and UVB damage to the sun. So antioxidants are essential for proper growth and function of the skin. As you guys know, antioxidants are what are anti-agers. So oxidation is what we think of as aging. So oxidation produces things Uh, like the result of oxidation and the breakdown of oxidation is things like wrinkles and, you know, kind of like rust in your body, not rust per se, but just, you know, the, the breaking down of joints and things like that, you know, eyes not working so well. These are things that we recognize as oxidation. Stress causes oxidation. Exercise actually causes oxidation, but we have to exercise, (laughs) you know, Uh, do we though? (laughs) But um, uh, eating, can cause oxidation. So what we eat, putting antioxidants into our body really matters. And of course, all of us on this call drink Ningxia all the time, because what is it? The most antioxidant drink, dense drink in the world. Well, actually Colleen doesn't because she can't have nightshades, but I saw, she's, I saw her like, "Mm." but, um, most of us, (laughs) her family loves it. (laughs) She just gets to watch, but, um, uh, the, the, uh, it's the most antioxidant dense drink in the world. So it is the most bang for your buck when you're going for antioxidant potency. Um, some food sources you can get, she has an entire appendix in the back of the book. So go to appendix 20, if you want to see that or XX, I'm not sure if these are supposed to be letters or Roman numerals, but artichokes, summer and winter squash, dark greens, broccoli, tomatoes, beet greens, cantaloupe, watermelon, wolf berries, raspberries, and legumes. And you remember out of the, what is it? 20 ish, 21, 27 varieties of wolfberries. The ones that we use for the Ningxia wolfberries are the highest in antioxidants. Okay. Vitamins, of course, B complex vitamins. 
Be simple or be complex. So these are for heart health and energy. They are always found as a group of in foods. They are never isolated. So you always get multiples together. So that tells you a clue that. Ask her to stop and she wasn't stopping again. Okay. Well, what's the problem? Okay. What a clue that we get from nature is when we see things occurring together, then it tends to be beneficial for us to consume them together. So B vitamins are uh, anti-stress vitamins for our skin. They do help with acne and with premature aging, which of course we know is oxidation, which can be caused by what was that? Oh yes. Stress. Okay. Uh, you can get them in egg yolks, which remember there's a huge craze for a long time. Everybody not eating egg yolks. That was horrible. Whole grains, almonds, sunflower seeds, green leafy vegetables, peas, beans, and wheat germ. You can also take B complex vitamins as a supplement as well. Vitamin C rich foods. Of course, these help with making collagen. And where was the collagen? We remember it was in our connective tissue. So that's how we walk and use our hands. Um, losing connective tissue also. Um, so connective tissue kind of holds our skin to us. Um, <laughs> just going to be very practical here. If you've ever skinned an animal, <laughs> then you have found, and even like taking skin off, if you've got like a chicken breast and plastic package, you've taken the skin off. You didn't just pick it up and lift it off. You had, it, it, it was attached, right? So um, when you lose that attaching material, that's where wrinkles come from. So when, if you look just for funsies, go look up Tara Couture on Instagram or find her blog, Slow Down Farmstead. She is basically a carnivore living on meat because of some severe health things and stuff like that. So she's not able to eat much of anything, but she basically eats animal products and uh, her skin looks, she looks like she's like 12. <laughs> it's like, what are you 12? Are you even allowed to be married? But yeah, her kids are, her youngest is in college. She has several kids. And so, um, so that's that connective tissue. She's been getting massive doses of collagen for a long time and basically doing the opposite of everything that you would be told in the food pyramid. Um, food sources for vitamin C include citrus fruits, rose hips, pineapple, bell peppers, green vegetables, apples, broccoli, acerola fruit, and berries. Again, it's not punishment to eat these things. I think everything we've listed so far, we're all, well, this, the exception of allergies, we would all say, yeah, I'm totally down for that. <laughs> these aren't punishing foods. It's just that they are not what we would call in our lifestyles convenient. <laughs> Vitamin D and E, of course, these are fat soluble antioxidants. They oxygenate our skin tissue. What does that do? That regenerates skin cells. And what does that do? That prevents the premature aging. So it's all connected. Fish oils, tuna, alfalfa, sunshine. Yes, sun on our body is a good thing. Um, she recommends early morning is best. Whole grains, sprouts, green vegetables, and eggs. And I'll tell you a fun fact. If you like to learn about light, which is fun and interesting, um, 
sun at different times of the day has different, um, produces different chemical reactions in your body. So when you get exposure to morning sunlight as much as possible over as much of your body as possible, then when you go out in the afternoon sunlight, your body produces more melanin and you're less likely to burn because your body in the morning said, looks like it's going to be a sunny day and prepared you for that sunny day of obviously we were doing nothing but working in fields and like walking in the forest and picking berries or whatever we're supposed to be doing. Of course, (laughs) duh, (laughs) we weren't vacuuming, looking at computers. How are you crazy people? Um, And sunlight in the morning, um, sunlight at high noon, which is not necessarily 12 o'clock because of daylight savings time, things like that. And then sunlight in the evening all have different effects that are all very beneficial. And uh, light experts say those are the three most important times of the day to get the sun on your body. Minerals. Yes. Okay. Minerals, of course, iodine, sulfur, zinc, and silicon. Did you guys know there's iodine in the Ninja uh, nitros? There's iodine in those. That is one source of iodine. Um, iodine helps with acne. Who knew? You can, I think, get iodine like that you can paint on. You know how people um, clean your arm before you give blood or whatever? No, I cannot read that right now. Look what we're doing. Why? I don't. Why would you? Okay. They always, it's at this time. You would think after four years of this, my kids would understand that during the Zoom call, I'm not going to, but no, we answer the same questions every time. Uh, Good sources of iodine. You can find it, of course, in your diet, obviously, like all good things can be found through food. Sunflower seeds, walnuts, algae, sweet potatoes, fish, shellfish, onions, cantaloupe, kelp, doles, barley, bananas, and spinach. If you just had an Excel spreadsheet and every time we listed foods, then you just listed them on there and your Excel just deleted duplicates all the time, you would just have one fabulous list by the end of this. Just try to eat off of that forever. You would be like the healthiest person on the planet. Silicon, this is for aiding in collagen formation. And of course, because of that, it strengthens our bones and our connective tissue. You can get it in horsetail. Uh, Sabrina, did you ever get the horsetail from Becky? I don't know if she ever got that to you or not. We picked horsetail. Um, uh, there, it grows everywhere out here in the Pacific Northwest. It's, it's the, it's a voracious weed. (laughs) We have forests of it. It grows almost as tall as me, if not taller than me in some places I've seen it. Um, Colleen, I know you guys have tons of it out there. It's just everywhere, but you know, you can make these amazing horsetail teas for your garden. It's really good for your garden, getting the, um, nutrients in it. Um, and then, uh, you can use it as a medicinal herb for humans too. Um, so horsetail, flax seeds, wheatgrass, sunflower seeds, berries, apples, grapes, onions, beets, and nettle. Jeremy was picking nettle and selling it on Etsy. He made like $1,500. It's crazy. Who knew? That's another thing that just grows out here. Wheat everywhere. (laughs) Sulfur, the beauty mineral. So that helps with your nails and hair health, helps keep your skin clear. And you can find that in turnips, dandelion greens, radishes, horseradish. I love horseradish garlic, cabbage, and string beans. Funny story. Hannah was at the store the other day and I texted her. I said, can you grab me a few things? And I sent her a list 
And one of the things on the list was horseradish because I need to make more fire cider. So she came home and I was helping them unload the groceries and thought, oh, that's really weird. They, they got some weird stuff. Um, and then later I thought, oh, I'll make that fire cider. And I was like, where's the horseradish? Did you guys not have it? She goes, no, they had horseradish. And really she had bought jars of horseradish sauce. I was like, well, I'm not going to put that in, but I do love, I, who knew they sold organic horseradish sauce because I had said horseradish organic. And so who knew they sell organic horseradish sauce? It does look really good though. I'm going to have to put it on something. Zinc. Zinc has been very much in the news lately, you guys. Yes, Lee. Get some shrimp. Mm. Prawns to go with that horseradish. Stop it. Yum. That sounds phenomenal. I think I will do that actually. This sounds really good. <laughs> well, now I want shrimp. That's fine. Um, zinc. You can take it as a supplement as well. It also can find it in your food and promote cell growth. We all know it's fabulous for your immune system, helps with acne. You can find it in pumpkin seeds. So when you do your pumpkins, just um, scoop out all the seeds and dry them and just save them in big jars. Uh, we just throw handfuls into smoothies. Um, onions, uh, nuts, beets, fish, alfalfa, blue-green algae, and green leafy vegetables. And a lot of these uh, compounds also you can find in the Young Living supplements. If you look up the compounds, you can often just like type in zinc under shop and it will pull up any supplements that list zinc as an ingredient. I don't know if actually zinc is in any of our supplements, but you can type it in and look it up. And if it's there, it'll show up. <clears throat> okay, people with blonde hair have more hair on their heads than do people with red or brown. True or false? <laughs> I'm looking to see if there's any blonde hair on this call. I mean, I don't think there is. False. Supposedly, it's true. She lists it as a fact. I have never counted. Hold up, Elaine. Is that your son? <laughs> we just spent five minutes talking about, can you just say hello before you go by? And he's like, no. <laughs> He wants, he wants to remain the shadow. Oh, the shadow. Okay. Um, Anadosa's shadow in Fantasties. That, that's not a good thing. You, you don't want to be the shadow. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Uh, we have approximately 100,000 hairs. It's a lot of hairs on our head. On our head. Um, there's basically hair over our whole body, but on your head is 100,000 approximately. Hair is mentioned over a hundred times in the Bible. It is interesting. It's mentioned quite a lot as uh, a indication of detail. So uh, Jesus says, you know, even the hair or, or always attention to detail or specific like forms of love or care. So the hairs on your head are numbered or, you know, the four young Israelites in the fire and not a hair on their head was singed. Or Jesus tells his disciples, not a hair on your head will be lost. I can see you. <laughs> <laughs> you're famous <laughs> just come say hello it's okay he doesn't have to it's fine <laughs> he's anonymous he waved and that's that's good enough for me yeah, i right. guess i wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't all right so our hair is um uh made up of water lipids traces of mineral elements melanin and <laughs> of course drugs if you take drugs <laughs> You've heard of the hair test, and, but primarily it's made of keratin. Um, that's the main ingredient of your hair shaft. And that's a fibrous protein. I, I don't 
really want to think of my hair as a fibrous protein, but here we are. Your hair is grown in the hair follicle. Once, once your hair comes out of the follicle, it's dead. So that's why you can go and get your hair cut and you're not like screaming the entire time. It's dead. It's fine. It's, it's gone. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> can you imagine everybody would have long hair? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, imagine every time you, you cut your nails or you break uh, a nail, if that hurt. Uh, uh, be a terrible time. Um, your hair follicle is surrounded by sebaceous glands and these produce an oily matter called sebum. Uh, this is what lubricates your skin and hair. So that's how you're like, my hair is greasy, you know? And, and of course we know that if you use uh, soaps that strip our uh, scalp of all those oils, then our, our sebaceous glands say, oh my gosh, this person spends a lot of time. Apparently they're like, need more of our sebum. So they just keep producing more and more and more to keep your hair from just becoming super brittle and falling out of your head. And then the next morning you wake up and scour your head with, you know, <laughs> pert plus that would take gasoline off a garage floor and start all over again. And your scalp was, oh my gosh. So when you do like the no poo method, poo meaning no shampoo, I don't know why they call it that. But uh, if you do the no shampoo method, which I did for a year, I did not wash my hair with anything other than water. So not kombucha, not baking soda, nothing homemade. This was before Young Living even. Nothing, literally nothing on my hair but water. The beginning, your hair gets pretty greasy and it can take even six weeks for your hair to start to get a grip on what's going on. But then I had I the most luscious hair. I've never had hair that luscious, that curly. I know, of course, we were living on the beach, so I had all the natural highlights, and it was soft. Uh, it wasn't super, super frizzy. So I always think I should go back and do it again. I haven't done it, though. That happened to me when I switched to um, the Young Living shampoos. My hair was horrible for the longest time. Yeah. You know, that's a great point, Elaine. I do hear that. I remember Gracie, when she started using the Young Living shampoo, she messaged me. She's like, I don't know if I can do this. This shampoo is not working. My hair is ghastly. And I said, well, here's the deal. That's what everybody says when they start. I didn't have that experience because I went from nothing on my hair for the longest time. to then the first thing I used was Young Living shampoo and conditioner. I was just, I was afraid to buy shampoo and conditioner, you guys, because every time I went to the store, I ended up just being frustrated and furious. There was nothing I could buy. There was nothing I even could find anywhere that didn't have the things in it that I was trying to avoid or was crazy, like unethical or something like that. And so I was just like, fine, I'm not going to use anything. So that, I mean, if you're like, I can't wash my hair with natural things, then yeah, just do the nothing method. Hi mommy. Everybody's staying home right now or whatever. Right. So this is your chance to do the pit detox and the scalp detox and everything. But, um, yeah, yes, that happens. And then Gracie, she did stick it out. And then she said, wow, it may, it was, it was great. I did stick it out too. I can't use anything else now. Like no, I, anything no, else. No, you're ruined. You're ruined. I mean, totally ruined. And it's out of stock. So now I'm like in a panic. So I'm trying oh, to make yes. Hey, I, I just want to say that I'll take credit for that because everything that I used in my winter night celebration class, so we're not a stock. Oh, winter green's back though. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Just came back. I was just like, I'm going to take credit for that even maca powder went out of stock on azure <laughs> and that's in the class i was like i'm just gonna say that my millions of fans ordered everything and that's why <laughs>
Hello, Michael. Michael's arm. <laughs> Michael's arm going to the fridge. <laughs> I've got all these off-camera waves today. Okay, you, you know that we're really good at staying on point. It'll be fun to listen to when we're like later. <laughs> later when it seems funny that we digress so much. Okay, so you have uh, your, your hair. Um, that's another way to tell if your health is optimal, she says, is your hair. Your hair reflects the overall condition of the body. When your hair is healthy and well-nourished, Deborah Rayburn says the hair will be its shining glories. If a person has health problems or suffers from nutritional deficiencies, hair may stop growing or show damage and become brittle. I will say that the longer I've been on gaps and you know that I've like basically since Thanksgiving been on and like not really sticking to gaps since Thanksgiving, leftovers are almost completely gone, but you know, <laughs> it's a good time. But, um, my hair has improved a lot on gaps. Uh, you probably can't tell from the camera because it just probably always looks the same tied up in a knot, but, um, it has definitely had a difference, um, on my hair. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, I see three. So take out the two that are together and bring them over here. So things um, that damage our health, stress, toxins in the environment, exposure to sun, too much, too much sun. Some it is all the okay, let's see. Which one is yours? This one's Jacob's. This one's Adelaide. So the other one is yours. It's in the other basket. Um, excess alcohol consumption, cigarette smoke, including secondhand smoke. Can we put vaping on this list and burning synthetic candles in our house with Glade plugins, of course. Lack of sleep, um, of course, can make our body work over time to maintain a standard of marginal health. This actually leads to our hair being compromised and weakened. Uh, yes. Did you know you can probably Google this to see the pictures, but there was a study where they had people take a picture, you know, they took a picture of someone's face and then they took a picture of them. Um, so a picture after they had slept a full eight hours and a picture of them after they had just had like short, not, not enough sleep. And then they showed the pictures to people who didn't know anything, your own book. Oh, okay who didn't know which was which and people always rated the picture where they had slept more as more beautiful. So when we say we need our beauty sleep, this is a long standing recognition of the fact that the health shows up in our face and what our eye sees as beauty is just health. You know, you look like you rested and so all of us moms with little kids are like, well, I don't get to sleep. So that's nice. <laughs> Must be fun. <laughs> oh, man. Another often overlooked factor in scalp and hair health is the shampoo, conditioner, and other hair products we use. Well, many are built with toxic, uh, filled with toxic ingredients. Uh, or uh, what are we supposed to say now? We can't, are we sp not supposed to say toxic or something like that? Or are we not supposed to say non-toxic? I don't know what the deal is. Many are filled with ingredients that will kill you. <laughs> we'll just go like that. Or cause cancer. <laughs> 
or um, clog your follicle uh, buildup on your scalp. Uh, sodium lauryl sulfate is in everything, and this is a hazardous chemical. When they Are came to do angle? the, yeah, cleaning of the patrol cars and things like that, then Gary said, um, can I see the MSDS sheet for that? And they're like, what? Why? <laughs> so he looked at it and he's like, you know, the, like if you're even in the same room as where this ever has been, you're basically going to get cancer, right? well but it cleans <laughs> like come on <laughs> come on people wake up wake up so taking proper whole food daily vitamins and minerals plays a huge role in keeping our hair healthy so putting in the good and avoiding all the things that are just horrible and awful for us which is just something we have to learn over time honestly it's too much to take in at once the fact that you're being poisoned by every company out there and nobody gives a crap about if you get poisoned or not or your kids nobody cares so it's just this constant and then yes you get to be the weird one and you get to be the mom that throws things away and you get to be the the bad guy who doesn't let your kids get yeah Colleen roll your eyes yes I know um that's how it is though you know well I bought them that candle why can't they burn it well because it's gonna kill them <laughs> so <laughs> I bought your kids cigarettes why didn't you let them smoke them <laughs> come on <laughs> Okay, if your body's in good hair health, we can maximize our growth cycle by taking a proper blend of amino acids and B vitamins. <laughs> I guess I want to start doing. <laughs> I want long hair. Can I just say that? Um, this is also, also beneficial because as we age, um, we have uh, the number, number of capillaries supplying our hair follicles is diminished. So... And that's a good thing to do as we, as we grow. So then of course, eating the foods rich in B6, biotin, which is vitamin B7, inositol, folate, which is vitamin B9. Um, those are ones you can also supplement with. There might be hard to get enough of in your diet. And then certain minerals, including magnesium, sulfur, silicon, and zinc. These are important for maintaining healthy hair. And of course, beta carotene, which our body converts into vitamin A. That's what we need for hair growth. Um, and also um, sheaths are nerve, nerve fibers. We talked about that before. Uh, maintains normal growth and bone development. And it does promote healthy skin, hair, and nails. So those are all things that you can supplement with. I, I don't know if you guys saw um, hydroxytyrosol is in the olive oil supplement. So you could actually break a capsule open and put it in your face mask. Just a thought. Nails are also made of keratin and sulfur. Takes about seven months to fully grow a fingernail. Your healthy nail should be pink on the nail, nail bed, which that's your blood supply right there. And then um, nutritional deficiencies or disease can often be noted in your fingernails. If you're familiar with Ayurvedic medicine, of course, you know that they look at your eyes and your fingernails a lot in that. And then you see pictures in books all the time. Oh, do you have ridges on your nails? And oh, do you have a line in your nail? And all these sorts of things. Mom, do you like my, uh, Mom, do you like my um, 
having acrylic nails glued on top of natural nails carries risk and health concerns, which is horrible because they love having nails. I'm sorry. Why? Because I know which one is my book. Okay. I think I've had nails, but on like four times in my life, just for weddings. But um, I always feel so posh, but it is kind of annoying because it's hard to text or anything like that. Although I have had people, um, somebody at a store was helping me. She actually saved me like 50 bucks because she remembered a coup- bunch of coupons she had seen and she had, like, had to manually enter, enter them on the cashier. So I thought she went the extra mile, but she was like looking for the coupons on my phone and she had these really long pointy nails. And I was like, how? Like, she was faster than I was using the phone. I'm like, how are you doing that? Like with your nail, I, I, don't, I don't know how people do that. But the glues and acrylics, these are toxic. Sadly, they can penetrate into our bloodstream. And then of course um, we do need oxygen oxygen. Our nails need oxygen, believe it or not. And when you encase them, um, they no longer get the oxygen and they can make it weak and thin. I don't know if nail polish, um, does this as well. I actually have no idea. Um, okay. I just said, um, 12 times in a row. I really try not to do that. I found it's better to speak with gaps as I just left a gap in my sentence than to fill it Mommy, with something. something it just headed. sounds dumb if I keep Mommy, saying um, but Mommy, there we go. It happens sometimes. So our nails should be allowed to grow out naturally. We know that uh, manicures and pedicures, you always hear the horror stories of somebody who got a horrible fungus or something like that. So it can happen. And we should just let our nails kind of breathe free. So, you know, we can make a new campaign, free the nails. <laughs> Probably won't be nearly as exciting because it's not as glamorous as free the tatas or whatever the actual <laughs> one is. There's no sex appeal in free, free the nails. So some activities that you can do if you like doing activities is uh, you put it is kind of fun to just put probably everybody's done this at a baby shower or something like that, but put a bunch of things in a bag and then try to feel it and determine what it is. It's interesting. You're just knowing that you're sending these millions of electrical messages into your brain as you try to determine what it is. Just fascinating to think about. Um, They suggest having you try to identify things. So maybe put a blindfold on and then uh, somebody puts the item down or holds it up and you try to identify it by like feeling it with your elbow or try to feel it with your knee or try to feel it with your hand. And of course, just to get that message into your brain about how well your body, like how many more nerve endings in your fingers. Another activity you can do is find out who invented Braille and um, narrate some about that person. So there we go. That's uh, our skin, hair, and nail class. The skin, hair, and nail power recipe she has here is cabbage slaw, which is the first recipe I ever tried out of this book. You can shred a head of cabbage, peel and shred a carrot, get a couple tablespoons of sesame seeds and a couple tablespoons of honey, a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar, and a quarter teaspoon of lemon juice or a drop of lemon oil. And a quarter cup of mayonnaise. I prefer any mayonnaise that doesn't have canola oil or soy oil or any of those in it. Um, And then uh, mix all that up together and make yourself a slaw. So super, super tasty. Cabbage is a good source of sulfur. 
I had cabbage for dinner. So there I am doing good things for my body. Anybody have anything you want to throw in to this unit before we stop this recording? Anything for hair, skin, and nails? All right. Anything you say will go on the next one.